Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. It's the holiday season. Be careful. Don't be out drinking and driving. Don't do it. Take an Uber. So if you find yourself needing legal representation for a DUI defense or criminal defense or personal injury, trust East Tennessee's premier lawyer, Marcos Garza. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. Before you say guilty, say Garza. Let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch. Uh, what is this? December 26th. What's today? Wednesday? Jesus, I'm all lost. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing? Good, man. How was your Christmas? It was good. It was good. Yeah? Anything special happen? You know, just got to be with my loved ones, my family and friends. Spent a little time in New York. It was a little cold, but, you know, it's much warmer in Alabama. I'm glad you had a good Christmas. Mine was fine. Thanks for asking. Well, I, I texted you yesterday and told you I loved you. Okay, so you didn't ask how my Christmas was. Well, I was more concerned about your just how you were feeling today. You haven't asked that either. Well, I've been texting you, checking on you to make sure you're okay. Asked you if we needed to postpone the podcast. Ah, well, I just had a little stomach issue. It's fine. No big deal. No reason to postpone the podcast. I'm good. Did you have a good Christmas? It was fun. Yeah, Christmas was good. What did What did Frank do again while y'all were gone? With, didn't he, like... Do something while y'all were gone on Monday. I mean, he pissed all over my rug twice. That's what it was. He pissed on my rug twice, but other than that, he's been okay. Well, listen. It wasn't his fault. I wasn't mad at him for pissing on the rug. It wasn't his fault. He was left alone too long. Well, listen. Him, this, this Christmas Eve beats the hell out of last Christmas Eve. I'm not bad at him. I don't know why you're trying to turn him against my, try to turn me against I'm my not, dog. I'm, I'm not. just saying. I'm saying. Looking at the bright side. I hope you're. I am isn't looking ruined. at the bright side. I wasn't even thinking about my dog pissing all over our new rug twice. What what rug is it? It's one in the ki- uh, one in the dining room. Okay. I mean, there's always more rugs, but there's no more Franks. Is my point. Yeah. I mean, I could name another dog Frank, but it wouldn't be the same one. So yeah, your your yeah your point is correct. It wouldn't be the same one. So, big, 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 uh, big football game this weekend coming up. What are you referring to? The Titans. Oh, nah, we've already won this game. Oh, is Deshaun Watson playing? They can say whatever he wants. He's not going to play. 
And if he does play, he's not going to play longer than like the first quarter. Surely he doesn't. I, I saw and that even quote. If, but even if he does play, the Titans are going to beat them. Yeah. I'm not scared of Deshaun Watson. You got to feel good if you're the Titans. I feel great. You got to feel good. Now, I'd prefer if uh, Miami could somehow beat New England. That way we could play New England round one. But if we have to go to Kansas City and win again, been there, done that twice type of thing. Beat them in Nashville once. So, like, they're 0-3 against us. So, I'm not really too worried about that either, although I just I like Patrick Mahomes. I want Andy Reid and the Chiefs to uh, go to the Super Bowl if the Titans don't. So, I mean, like, that would suck to put them out in the first round and put a lot of pressure on the Titans. But either way, what must be done must be done type of thing, you know? Yeah, I think that the Titans are going to end up making the playoffs. What what time the the Titans play the afternoon game? They play at 425. What time do the Steelers play? They play at 425. Okay. So is there anything that matters to the Titans in terms of the noon slot? We want uh we want Kansas City to win. Okay. Cuz if Kansas City wins, they lock up the 3 seed. Okay. And then the Texans have nothing to play for. Okay. That's what it is. I thought there was something, but I couldn't remember. That's what it is. If the Chiefs lose to the Chargers, then the Texans could win and get the three seed. And then it would be beneficial to them to beat the Titans so that they could play the shitty Pittsburgh Steelers or the uh, young, kind of shitty Oakland Raiders. And I really hope the Raiders don't make it. Well, me too. But I would rather see Oakland make it than uh, Pittsburgh. That's true. That's a good point. That's true. That's a good point. But either way. Yeah, big uh, big college basketball game coming up this weekend, Tennessee versus Wisconsin on CBS, no less. The whole nation gets to watch us struggle to score 50 points. The good news is there's like a full slate of college football games that day. Yep, so nobody's going to be watching. The sad news is, is um, of course, Brother Lamonte is no longer with us. So we we've had to press F for perhaps my favorite Tennessee basketball player ever. What? Certainly within what? the last 10 years. Definitely within the last 10 years. Well, Monte Turner's your favorite Man, basketball I player I ever? Him. I love him. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to make sense, John. Definitely within the last 10 years. I hear you. I'm just confused. It's definitely that my favorite since Wayne Chisholm. But I obviously love Chris Lofton. Lamonte Turner, Seth Hughes' unless favorite we forget, basketball player. Unless we forget player. Big Dame Bradshaw. I love Dame Bradshaw, too. Um, but definitely since Wayne Chisholm, my favorite. And, um, you know, he's no longer with us. But, you know. Did you see in the Discord that I pretty much had said, like, hey, they're about to, they're going to shut him down just because – I was nervous about it, and then I said he's got a couple halves left, and then he made it like two more. That was that was prophetic. I had a feeling. I mean, that was not based on like any inside information because obviously I don't think anybody knew Lamonte was going to shut it down. To let Rick Barnes tell it, he uh, he didn't even know Lamonte was had shut it down until everyone else did. Mm-hmm. But you just knew like that guy's not healthy and he's not getting better, so eventually he has to uh, do something for himself. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about the whole thing. Um, 
you know, why did we wait until December for him to go to St. Louis to this doctor and get the Botox shots? It's almost like, like my dad was telling me, he's like, I don't think any, I don't think any doctor correctly diagnosed him until the St. Louis doctor did. Like, you know, they're talking about nerve damage now. Or, you know, I guess it, it's kind of like the same thing that Markel Fultz had, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seemed that way even before we knew it was, right? Like, I mean, his, you know, it was the... You said it right. Every shot was different. You said that. You said that the Memphis game. It was the perfect description of Lamonte's of woes. He, he, there was that possession where he shot a three, missed it. We got an offensive rebound. We kicked it right back to him, and both shots were just drastically different in form. So, like that—that that was the point where it was like, ah, oh, it seems like you know what Markel Fultz has got going on right now, where he's like his body's fighting his brain on how to shoot. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, he was diagnosed with, right? Correct. And so it's like, I mean, I think my dad might be right. No doctor correctly diagnosed him until December of 2019, which is which is absurd. It's obscene. It's a shame. I mean, it is a shame for him that he has played with this for a year now. Yeah. I mean, because he's been hurt. He's been hurt for, you know, it was last December, right? Like where he didn't. He set out make until a... SEC play, just about. He played against Kansas in the tournament, in that tournament at the beginning of the year. Right, but then he set was... out for like a week and or uh, you know basically three weeks or so. Yeah, you know, and he came back for SEC play, and you know I remember like we were all frustrated last year because his shot was never there like it was as a sophomore. Um, it's a shame that he played for a year with that. And it's sad, and I, I don't understand, like, you know, what these doctors were doing for the last year thinking that, you know, we went from here and there's no structural damage, there's no structural damage to, oh, well, whoops, there's nerve damage. And we put Botox in his shoulder and nothing changed. So that's what he was going to Baltimore for? That's what that's what he went to St. Louis for the before the Memphis game. Okay, well, I heard, now I don't know if this is true, but, like, I, I heard this that for the last, you know, little bit, you know, last weeks, month, that he had been going to John Hopkins okay, in Baltimore to get, like, shots. Like, I don't know if, I don't know what type of shots he was getting in Baltimore, so maybe it was the same type of Botox shots you're talking about in St. Louis, or maybe it was pain stuff. I don't know what it was, but I, I'd heard – from, you know, a decent source. I actually heard it, like, on Monday, which was funny timing. Or I guess it was when – when do we play Cincinnati? Wednesday? Maybe I actually heard about it, like, on Tuesday then of last week. And, you know, just the timing on that was crazy. So, like, they were trying to do some – again, you know, from what I was told, some kind of secret stuff to try to help him along. But I guess by then, you know, obviously it was too late and they realized that it was messed up worse than they could, you know, fix. And, I mean, obviously, Lamonte wasn't doing himself any favors. And, you know, Lamonte was kind of the, the scapegoat at times. Yeah, he was. Because for better or worse, he was the, he's the alpha of the team. And in his defense, what I've always, like, one thing that – one thing I've always respected about Lamonte was he said it last year after a game – I think it was after the Kentucky game when he hit the shot. He said, "He said, I, you know, if if I take that shot and I miss it, I go into the locker room and I look 
my teammates in the eye and I say, I missed it. What can you do? I'll make the next one. Like, he never shied away from it ever. Not once did he ever say, did he ever not want to make, not, not once did he ever want to take the shot. Um, I actually don't know why I'm thinking St. Louis now. It might have been Baltimore, but he did get Botox injections. Okay. Um, and an experimental treatment um, for the Botox injections. And, you know, rightly or wrongly, like, everyone was disappointed with Lamonte this year. I mean, like, he wasn't hitting anything. It is it is what it is. Like, um, but it still sucks because he had some huge shots in his career. No, I mean, even this year with being hurt, I mean, that shot against VCU was uh, pretty big. Especially because it looks like this team is going to need every win against yep. quality opponents that they can, can muster. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a huge win. I mean, the Washington win looks better and better. Because um, I believe they won last night, right? They beat Houston, I think. Um, so, I mean, I, No, I, they lost to Houston. They lost? Oh, okay. I thought they were... I went to sleep before it ended. They they were, they were winning out, at halftime, is what I they thought. They got outscored yeah. forty-four to thirty-five in the second half. Um. So you really so blew I mean, that going one. Forward, yeah, I did. I, I producer cut I saw that out. The score. I mean, it could be worse. We could be Miami football. So that's the that that's the worst full game I've watched. I sat there and watched all of it. That was the worst performance I've seen out of a a team that has a talent advantage. You know, obviously, like, you can put on powerhouse versus school for the poor and see worse football, but I imagine Miami has more talent than Louisiana Tech. You would hope. I mean, I think that's a safe assumption. I know they had a couple guys hurt, but, man, they played three quarterbacks, and all three of them were just so shitty. All three of those quarterbacks were trash. They even had Tate Martell out there running around. How is he a thing? How is Tate Martell a thing, by the way? I don't know. You know, that 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 one play he had today where he scrambled around to lose one yard. Like, he tried to do, like, four juke moves on that linebacker. And I promise you, it looked like, like the linebacker just stayed still. The linebacker could not have cared less. He didn't bid. He didn't even look like he thought about buying one of those juke moves. And then Tate Martell just ended it by strolling out of bounds for a negative one-yard gain. It, it is amazing that like he looked like he he was such a highly rated guy because he looks like he's never played football. And like they thought about moving him to wide receiver, he's slow. I'm amazed at, like, how he's a thing. Is that just based off of recruiting rankings? Yes. It's like like some nerds that rank these prospects, like, they made him a thing? Yeah. He was and then a, his and sexy Instagram State, girl? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was – I'm looking up what he was. Like, how did Urban Meyer get fooled by this? I don't know. Anyways, whatever. That was a shitty performance. Miami – it would really be pretty hopeless right now to be a Miami football fan. It, it does seem that way. I saw that they're that Dan Enos is getting let go, so their offensive coordinator, after one year, is um is mutually parting ways. And after uh, watching that bowl game, it's easy to understand why. It's easy to understand why. I feel like Miami should have beat Florida the first game of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because 
oh, what's his name? The ugly dude that Florida had at quarterback. Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks, and he was terrible. Yeah, Miami was in that game. Yeah, Miami was in that game for sure. Um, you know, Miami was sitting there, like, not having a bad year, and then the wheels just totally fell off. I mean, I say that, I don't know what their expectations were because the schedule might have been really easy, but... I'm guessing they weren't banking on losing to Florida International and uh, Louisiana Tech. Yeah, like, they beat Pittsburgh, they beat Florida State on the road, and then they drilled Louisville on November the 9th. They won those three straight games, and then they ended the season by losing to Florida International, losing to Duke, and getting shut out by Louisiana Tech. Like, they were, I mean, it was going to be an okay year. Yeah, the, it got so bad at the end that I don't know how you, uh, I mean, I know you're not going to fire Manny Diaz, but man, like, how do you have any type of excitement for Manny Diaz? Like, they, they were sitting at 6-4 and four with Florida International coming up. Like, they were right there to get an 8-4 and four season in, Manny, uh, in Manny's first year. And, I mean, he just totally shit the bed. Duke was terrible this year. Duke was awful this year. I guess if you're Miami, you're at least like, yeah, at least Florida State sucks. I mean, I guess. I mean, although, yeah, like it's not that much of a like – you don't take that much solace in it, but, like, it could be worse. Yeah. It could be worse. But then you think about the fact you're stuck with Manny Diaz, Diaz, however you say it, and they just got Mike Norvell. Uh why did they just promote Manny Diaz? Like, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Miami, but, like, it wasn't like, you know, Manny Diaz was a part of, like, a uh, great program and they just kept him over because they were winning so much. Like, Mark Rick got fired, basically. I mean, I know he retired or whatever, but they were going to fire him. Manny Diaz was the coach at Temple for, like, 48 hours or whatever. I mean, the turnover chain was pretty good marketing. Although it was pretty sad, it was pretty sad to see them break out the turnover chain down seven nothing to Louisiana Tech. They like these teams, like they have no self awareness. That's like that seems like something Butch Jones would do. It's like, dude, know when to bring out the turnover chain when you're beating Florida State by double digits on the road. You know, let's bring out the turnover chain when you're getting shut out on national television by Louisiana Tech. Let's keep the turnover chain. Um, you know, locked up. That's so on the equipment manager. He should have left it. The equipment manager had to have been like, oh, whoops, I forgot it in Miami, guys. My bad. That one's on me, guys. Sorry. 14 to nothing. I don't feel like, you know, in all the bowl games that Tennessee's been to, I mean, we've never done that shit. You know what I mean? Like, we've never done anything like that. They got shut out by Louisiana Tech. Nah, that's about as bad as it gets. That is about as bad as it gets. I mean, yeah, you, you don't see, like, you know, you make a good point. Why not just fire him now? I mean, I, I know we don't need to talk about this anymore, but just fire his ass right now. It's never too early to fire somebody, honestly, in my opinion. I don't think we're going to be sitting here two years from now saying, wow, Manny Diaz really has Miami rolling. I don't think that's going to happen. It's not. Just fire him now. I mean, like, like I said, my... My coaching philosophy is it's never too early to fire somebody. When you get the itch, scratch it. 
Where is Miami currently in uh, recruiting right now? Uh, I don't know. Seventeenth on two four seven. How many? How many three stars do they have? Eight. Okay, not as many as I figured. Eleven four stars. Okay, so it's it's better than I than I. Yeah, I mean credit to them for being able to still. I mean I know it's Miami and you know Florida talent and all that, but like who's who's watching Miami play football and say sign me up for that? They've got some good players committed. Man, okay, I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out to shout out to that recruiting staff. I mean, yeah, it seems like because they got eleven four stars on Rivals too, which is the uh, the publication we use. We are a Rivals family for the time being. All due respect to Grant Ramey. Shout out to that top ten class. Shout out to that top ten class. Big Germ said it doesn't matter if I lose to uh, Georgia State and BYU. I'm still going to get a top ten class. We still got Jay Hardy coming, so we're we're a pro rivals publication. That is correct. Podcast pro rivals. I um, I know how you feel about journalists, but um, that ESPN guy dying of pneumonia on his birthday was uh really sad because you see him get linked, you click his link, and then it's just got balloons popping up, which uh, that's brutal, you know. To see the balloons popping up on the guy's timeline as as you're going there to, you know, learn about him or read his tweets or do whatever. I didn't know you could die from pneumonia at age 34. What happened? Do you know what happened? Like, No, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know you could in 2019 either. The whole thing seems, it seemed like he just didn't go to the doctor and it just spiraled out of control, right? Well, I, don't I, mean, know. I, I read a thread where he was talking about being in the doctor and like medicine and stuff. So like, I don't think he like left untreated. I don't know. I, I mean, like, because he was tweeting not that long ago. I went to his timeline too and looked at his tweets. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I guess you still can die from pneumonia. Like I know it took Bernie Mac, R.I.P. But I mean, Bernie Mac was in his fifties when it happened, which still surprised me at the time. I had pneumonia three times when I was younger, like in an 18-month period. So my mom told me I better be careful not to get it because apparently it weakens you every time you get it. I don't know. But now I'm a little scared. It says, like, if you just if it does if it goes untreated, then... It just fucks your lungs up and you die? Yeah, I thought that was how you died. Like, you just didn't go to the doctor. Okay, well, like I said, I thought I saw him tweet that he was at the doctor. But, but... that's what I was about to say. You said he did. I don't know. I mean, it, it's awful. It's terrible. It really is. It really is um, a sad story. I think I saw his fiance was like taking care of him. Um, man, just just an awful story. Yeah, it sucks. Apologies for bringing it up. It's okay. I mean, we we talk about the hard hitting topics on this podcast, and unfortunately, death is a facet of life that comes for us all. At one time or another, we must all shuffle off this mortal coil. The bell will toll for us all. Thankfully, I know that when the bell tolls for me, I'll have a Discord full of people willing and able to press F at the news of my death. That is true. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the for, for the patrons. I'm thankful for all the listeners. Especially thankful for the patrons. It's been a good year. I'm the most thankful for you. What's the best thing that's happened to you so far this year? I mean, I don't know. That's, that's a personal question. 
Well, yeah, we hit the hard-hitting topics here. We hit the hard-hitting topics, don't we? Um, I mean, I, I met a nice girl. I was just trying to set you up to to say that. I met a nice woman. She's a very good woman. She's better than I deserve. You seemed really hesitant um, to talk about that, so. <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, my alley-oop is, is going to get sent to the, uh, the second row, probably. So that, you know. Um, What's the best movie you saw this year? John Wick with you. Mm, that was pretty good. What about you? Um, I don't know. The best movie I probably saw was Parasite, that Asian film. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. It looks good. You haven't seen it? I have not seen it. It's probably the best movie I saw. It wasn't my favorite. Like it's not a, it's not like a uplifting film by any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was probably the best. Um, I went to see that Adam Sandler movie two days ago by myself. John, what? It was it was the day before Christmas Eve, man. No, it was, was it Christmas was Christmas Eve. Eve. You watched the movies by yourself on Christmas Eve. Yep. Where, why, buddy? Well, my girlfriend's out of town. I didn't want to go down to the, the church play. I w- I went to. Uh, do a little Christmas shopping. There was a movie out. I want to go see the movie. I went to see the movie. What's the problem? Was it good? Was it good? Yeah, it was really good. Well, good. I'm glad. The theater was not very full now that you mention it, though. What time did you go? In the middle of the day? Four o'clock. I had a whole empty theater, and this really old couple sat right behind my head, and the guy just coughed for a minute straight. In a theater that had 80% vacancy man you should have just gotten up and moved i did i did get up and move okay good good and i looked him in the eyes i did it as if to say thanks buddy yes this is because you're sitting behind my head coughing and yakking your head off and he smelled a little weird i hope he doesn't have pneumonia i hope he doesn't have pneumonia either other side and i sat on the uh the side of uh, the theater I usually like to sit in this one spot right behind the handicap uh, place. That way I have a lot of extra leg room. But I had to go switch to the other side and sit on the side. There was was a little bit of a chair in my vision pretty much the entire movie, which made it a little less enjoyable. But it was a good movie. It was probably in my top three favorite of the year. And then yesterday, we did, did Christmas stuff and watched a lot of NBA basketball. Yeah, saw the, saw the Clippers won. The Clippers did win, that is correct. Which means it's time to mention my man, Mr. 94 Feet, Patrick Beverly. Oh, he's the first worst. All, he's the first worst. First team all defense first again, I'm sure, coming. Mr. 94 Feet, Pat Bev. I hate that guy so much. It doesn't, it seems like he's not even that good at defense. He's not, he's just pesky. Like, it seems like he's not even that good at defense now. But I guess a part of the problem, I mean, I guess a part of what makes you good at defense is if you're willing to guard the best player when it matters, and he was willing to get up on LeBron, and I think he just gets on people's nerves, and that, that that's a big part of defense. Yeah, he just seems to, like, run around. I mean, he's really good at rebounding. I'll give him that. that that's probably his best attribute is that he's just tough. Uh, he, he plays tough in terms of going after rebounds. But uh, he, he punked LeBron last night, and that was uh, – that was tough to see. 
Yeah, it's a little disappointing, right? Although I feel like yesterday was a win for me uh, and, and my Sixers. You saw why I picked the Sixers over the Bucks in the in the preseason. They beat them down. That was probably the best game the Sixers could play, though. Like them hitting hitting a bunch of threes and Embiid playing really good. Yeah, that was only like what the Bucks' fifth loss. Yeah, that was as good as the uh, as the Seventy Sixers could play. But it was good to see Tobias and Jay Rich balling. So we're still we're still buying the Seventy Sixers. We're still buying the Seventy Sixers. As the as the top team in the East, I will take them until further notice. Who is number two? The Bucks. Yeah, probably. Three. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I know the Bucks are really good. I just don't like them in a playoff series. Yeah. I think in a playoff series, a good coach can do what Nick Nurse did last year, which was kind of um, bother Giannis to the point where other guys have to make shots, and I don't like their second, third, or fourth best player type of thing. Who is their second best player? It's um, Chris, Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't trust him in a playoff series. Because like you saw like yesterday, like what the 76ers could do to Giannis, like they have a bunch of guys that can throw at him to guard him. Embiid's the best defensive player in the NBA when he wants to be. You could throw Jay Rich, you know, Jay Rich and Embiid is going to be a really good playoff defense when it comes to trying to run like pick and rolls and stuff. Like that's going to really give people problems and Ben Simmons is a good defender. Um, I think the Raptors can kind of do a similar thing to to Giannis with Siakam. So I, I don't really like that Milwaukee team when it comes to playoffs, but they might make a trade. Um, they're going to lose Giannis probably. Really? I don't know. He's a free agent after next year, and it just looks like they don't have a good player, to, like a good player to go with him. I don't know. Like I, I think in the playoffs they're going to come up short again because he doesn't have help. That number two, yeah, you gotta have number two. They shouldn't have let Malcolm Brogdon go. Yeah, that I I saw. I was watching something the other night. Malcolm Brogdon's really good in Indiana this year. He made a pretty good play, I guess, at the end of the game, maybe to win it. And um, they were talking about the the Bucks shouldn't have let him go. So yeah, they better make a trade then. There's apparently some stuff of Brogdon's foot they're worried about. Okay. They're like, you know, he might get hurt, and he might not. Four years of a contract's just too much, so. We'll see, but uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, any thoughts about the ball game? I guess as we kind of start winding down, it's a weird time in the sports calendar where I feel like so much stuff's happened since the last time we talked, but we're at a point where more stuff's about to happen. Yeah, I mean, not really. No, I mean, I think we'll win, and you know, we'll probably be ranked in the top twenty-five. And any thoughts about the playoff? I think LSU will drill Oklahoma. Okay, so that spreads right now is at. 13 and a half. I think I think LSU covers. And I think Clemson beats Ohio State. Yeah, I was surprised cuz I've been that was kind of I don't want to call it a hot take, but like I was just like whenever everyone's always praising LSU and Ohio State, I was like, yeah, Clemson's going to beat whoever they play in the first round. And then Clemson came out and was favored by 2, so I was like, ah, okay. See People have been getting so mad at Dabo, and I thought, and like, I agree, like, it's been over the top, but I thought all this stuff about the disrespect and all that crap, I thought all of, I think all of it has been just a bit that he is doing to convince his team that is probably more talented than any team they're going to play, 
that they are these disrespected underdogs. Nobody believes. And, like, I think it's just a bit. Like, I think it's just his way of motivating his team to convince them, you know, to get them up to play to the best of their ability. Like, I, I think that they're better than Ohio State. I think they'll beat them. I don't think anybody has as much talent from top to bottom as Clemson. Now, it might not be hardened talent, you know. I mean, it might not be totally ready because they did lose a lot. But, like, in just in terms of just restocking the roster year in and year out, doesn't seem that there's anybody better than Dabo right now. No, not when and, you look and see what his recruiting class is next year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absurd. It is really absurd. And none of the, like, I mean, some of them are, but, like, they're getting guys from all across the country. Do you think that, you think them being so good is good or bad for us? I think it's bad because we can't get kids. I mean, we got Crouch out of Charlotte last year, but, like, that Trenton Simpson dude, they flipped. He's a five-star linebacker that they flipped within, like, four hours of offering him. Like, kids from Charlotte, like, ten, like 15 years ago, he was going to go to Tennessee no matter what. That Anybody in North Carolina that is good is coming to Tennessee. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Now they're going to Clemson. Now it's good that they can get kids out of Georgia and Florida, I guess, but I don't think that it's really a net. They're getting everyone they want. Yeah, and I guess it's not like, uh, it's not like Georgia is and also still killing recruiting. Yeah, I mean, like I saw Georgia's – like Georgia's getting kids from everywhere too. Um, I think Clemson wins, and I think LSU covers. I don't think Oklahoma is very good. Don't they have, like, a negative turnover differential? I just don't think Oklahoma's very good. What do you think? I don't think Oklahoma's very good either, but I do think, like, yeah, that that's the problem um, with them this year. Like, apparently their offense and defense is, is a, as efficient as ever. Like, their offense is more efficient this year than it has been under Murray and – Baker, which is surprising, but it's just that they turn the ball over way more. It's like when they don't turn it over, their offense is still really good. But they can't not turn it over. In a one-game sample size, like if they don't turn the ball over against LSU, that's the thing. When it, I mean, I don't know about winning, but when it comes to like the 14-point spread, like LSU's defense gives up points. It does. So I kind of feel like Oklahoma can score somewhat with them. I just don't think LSU is going to get stopped by Oklahoma. I don't know. I, I, I feel I feel like Oklahoma loses by like 10 or 14, which is obviously right there at the number, so it's not really doing you any favors on which way to bet. But I don't think Oklahoma can win, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they scored a garbage time touchdown to cut it to 10 with a minute left. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by them winning by 10. I mean, that seems – if I was betting on it, I don't think I would take LSU minus 14. Just because I just think LSU's defense is going to give up garbage time points. Mm-hmm. Do you think LSU's winning at all, or are you taking Clemson? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I, – I, I don't know. I, like, I, I honestly, I haven't watched a lot of Clemson this year. I haven't watched a lot of Clemson this year, but, you know – I watched them play North Carolina when they barely won. And they were kind of going through the motions for the first half of the season. The second half of the season, I mean, they just started beating the, beating everyone, you know, just to death. I just think that they have, like, talent-wise, I like them the most in this. Uh, Justin Fields isn't healthy, fully healthy, he says. 
He says he can't run as well as he'd like. Yeah, he says he's like what, 80 to 85 percent. Yeah, I mean, I think like, he could be lying be a, about that, but if he's telling the truth, they're going to get smashed. Yeah, if he if he's only eighty percent, man, and he can't run, they're going to get beat by thirty points. I think Clemson is going to roll. Clemson's going to do it like they did a couple of years ago. Yeah, yep. And like that, that was a you know that, when that happened, that was kind of a surprise. It won't be a surprise this time when they do it. No, like I, Clemson is coming, man, and. I kind of like Clemson to win it all again. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad that it's this Saturday. I wish the, the championship game wasn't like 13 days or 14 days later or whatever it is, 16 days later. Oh, is that it? I assumed it was the first Monday and I assumed it was like eight days later. No, it's – um. They're doing it on the 13th? The national title game is – It's the 6th, right? January 13th. What? Monday, January 6th, is the Lending Tree Bowl, Lafayette versus Miami of Ohio. What are they – so they're ta- giving a two-week break? Yep, Monday, January 13th. My God. Well, that's trash. Pretty awful. That's brutal. So. Shout out to uh, new patrons, patreon.com slash reedsranch, two $2 patrons, Ryan B. Buffalo. Shout out to Ron B. Buffalo. We love you and appreciate you. It's kind of cool. His last name's Buffalo. It is. Good city. Great city. And new $2 patron, Ben Shirley. Shout out to Ben Shirley. I saw him posting in the Discord. We love you and we appreciate you. Oh, neither me, neither one of me and Seth feel good. Uh, is, there any, is there one question that caught your eye in the Discord? I haven't even looked. This is a little bit of a melodin podcast. Uh, should pass interference? What we'll give? We'll give the new patron. Good. Question. Smart by you. Smart by you. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, good idea. Should pass interference be able to be reviewed in college like it is in the NFL? Uh, no. I say no too. It seems to have been worthless in the NFL, more or less. I won't say it's worthless in the NFL because they've kind of changed it. You know, the first eight weeks they were basically like acting like a toddler, just not overturning anything. They have started overturning things, uh, you know, kind of quietly. But in college, pass interference is 15 yards max, and I just think that's that's okay. You know, where in the NFL you can get a 50 yard pass interference, right? So like, there's just so much more important there yeah and i don't need to see past interference get reviewed in a lot of these shitty college games i agree they take too long as is i'm about over instant replay it's pretty terrible that end of that lakers celtics game yesterday just pissed me off like i get that the ball went out on lebron but like for 48 minutes or for 46 of the 48 minutes that's lakers ball yeah. And we all kind of have like an agreement like, hey, if you knock the ball out of bounds, we're just going to give it to the team. Unless it like goes off a knee or something, you know, like if the player tries to grab it afterwards. Just because I, I think it's basically impossible to have the ball knocked out of your hands and it not touch your finger last. You know what I mean? Like your yeah. pinky. Oh, I, to- I totally agree. Like if yeah. you break it down and go as slow as possible, like every single time the ball gets knocked out of bounds, it's going to be out on the on the guy on offense. So, like, that was a little annoying, and I just don't think that's the spirit of the rule. I agree. And it pissed me off. Instant replay's gone too far. Seth, go eat your food. 
I'll talk to you again soon. Tighten up. Um, congrats to your Buffalo Bills. Congrats to my Titans, the five and six seed. Uh, it's time for the wild card teams to band together, and let's try to make a run to the AFC Championship. That would be fun. Then me and you will have to go to Buffalo together. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. All right, talk to you soon. I do it. All right, love you, buddy. Bye. See you. I do it. Yeah. I do it. Hey. Man down white sheets, yellow tape. That's what you get for trying to hesitate. My homies go so hard, they medicate. We never making it to heaven's gates. Now sweet baby Jesus, yeah. please give me the strength uh-huh. to keep from maxing out my visa.